The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Hello, everybody. We are basking in the humidity here in Lubbock, Texas today. Oh, my gosh. It, it is, is unbearable. Stifling. It is probably Houstonians would be laughing at us, but like this is disgusting. No, no. They don't. You, you guys at Houston, y'all don't get it. It's, it's so much more humid here. Y'all wouldn't understand this kind of humidity. What did you say the dew point was? Like 60, 67. 67. <laughs> it's currently a very nice 69% humidity as we record this podcast. Yeah. Well, Whew. being outside. Stimey. And, yeah. So I, I've talked to Samantha about this several times, like being that we're, ha- we're in the last week of May and we've had like three days of 90 degrees. Like I'm not complaining about the long spring we're having, but dang, it felt hot today and the it humidity did. hasn't helped. And we're like, with all this rain we've got, it's not, not helping. It's supposed to rain I a know. lot. It's, coming up. Anyways. It's, just, it's been, it's really nice. You know, we're getting our first half of our rain total, uh, <laughs> in this, you know, 14 day stretch, then we'll get another one, another dose, the 4th of July, and then another dose from the fairs in town. And that'll, that'll about take care of the 20 inches we get. Yeah. Until, uh, October or November. Anyways, we got lots of baseball to talk about and I'm excited. You know, yeah, we do, you know, I love baseball. Um, and not just love it. Cooper, literally Dodgers baseball. There will be some of that. <laughs> But Texas Tech, we got two big pieces of news that came out. Plus, postseason play is starting. Some more basketball because we got another another transfer. Yes, sir. One a week. It's got to stop eventually because you're you're at what ten or eleven scholarship players now. We still got a few left. Still got a few left. Um, and then. As always, wrap up with what we learned. Get to your favorite, your favorite part of the podcast. So you can follow us on the website known as Twitter. It's a website, right, Michael? That, that's a thing that people say that Twitter is a website. Yes, at, it's an internet program. Yeah, at twenty three personnel. Follow me, Spencer, at punts suck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK, and also on Instagram, twenty three personnel podcast. Like I said, we've got baseball and basketball to talk about you know where you can find us talking about things michael is the locker room app Mm. the live audio only sports talk platform free to download and use talk to me michael other fans athletes and insiders in real time perfect for watch parties debates post game breakdowns and reacting to breaking news share your own experiences on the app locker room is a free audio only social media platform for sports fans Talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. Join in on conversations with me and have a chance to be featured on our podcast. 
catch this in the fall when we launch our probably do our instant reaction podcast in football there. We'll see. All you need to do is download the locker room app free in the iOS and Google play stores, create a profile link to Twitter and join the group. Follow me, Spencer Rogers. Also look up 23 personnel and be notified when we go live. Right. And speaking of great things to listen to sports culture takes, Take Line has it all. Take Line is a weekly podcast hosted by Emmy winner Jason Concepcion and former WNBA champ Renee Montgomery. You've got a champ and an Emmy winner hosting a podcast. Pretty impressive. Uh, This combination is a fast-paced exploration of the NBA and world of sports and culture. Each week, Jason and Renee talk about the games, players, controversies, and issues that run both on and off the court. Follow now to hear Take Line every Tuesday, wherever you get your pods. So one has just dropped. Go to that app of yours. Download that podcast because the playoffs are rolling and there's a lot of drama going on. Speaking of uh, drama in the playoffs, did you see uh, my Mavericks won game one? I did. And I, I saw Luca talk some trash and it was great. Game two tonight, Tuesday. You guys aren't going to know this, but because it'll be the day after the game will be over by the time we release this, but they play tonight. Game two. Um, that's about as much Mavericks basketball as I can tell you. <laughs> Cause I didn't watch anything the first game. I wanted to, I really did. And then I was like, Oh, that game happened. It's like Saturday night or something. I was like, not available. Yes. You know what? I honestly meant to as well, and it didn't work out for me either. I, f- I felt bad because... Oh, I, as a Spurs fan, I'm, I'm sure you feel bad not watching the Oh, I was, just, I was just torn in two. But I did, I did want to root for the Mavs a little bit on this one. You know, the Kawhi, Kawhi still hurts. Still cuts deep. <clears throat> Kawhi's a weird man, dude. dude. Yes, he is. <laughs> All right. Um, because we have so much baseball, let's just jump right into that, man. Go for it. Maybe. I think I'm ready for baseball. Let's do it. Left field. Well struck. Desloni picks it up on a bounce. He's racing for second throw. Out in second. Young lifts it to right field. Looking for a second home run. And he's got it. Into his own bullpen. Perhaps get some time because all the teams are there. Before you pack for Omaha, got the Big 12 Championship Tournament this week. Yeah, buddy. Game one. Game one of the tournament is in the books. West Virginia took down Kansas in that 8-9 play-in game for the right to play the Longhorns and get destroyed tomorrow. West Virginia won 8-2. 
to seven. We'll get to that a little bit later. Texas Tech plays bright and early tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. versus the Baylor Bears. Again, we'll get to the Big 12 tournament in a minute because there were two big pieces of news that got released this week, Michael. Mm. I guess the first one was uh, the Texas Tech Athletics announced plans. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. To renovate and update the baseball clubhouse. $12.5 million project that will essentially double the facility in size. Well, and it's it's been a good while coming. I mean, especially with what we've seen. Who are we talking about earlier this year? Oklahoma State and Kansas State. You Both know what they've done recently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Tech has brought in the funds and the interest to hopefully be able to get on that same page pretty quickly. And it looks like they're taking a huge step here based off the renderings. Y'all can check everything out at... Uh, texastech.com they have a post of course and we have it linked in our show notes on stakingtheplains.com but some really neat stuff they're doing here including an expanded indoor practice facility mm. which probably would have come in handy during the big freeze in February but uh, you know no complaints no big deal updating the locker room enhancing as I said the clubhouse so um, doing what they can to make that environment welcoming and athlete friendly, whether it's to hang out or to get ready for a game or practice or to have practice. All good things. They, um, I think it was Cameron Warren in the intro video says that facilities don't help you win games, but they can help bring in guys that can help win games. And I was that's like, a good, that's a good take. It's like, Hey, we've, um, we've made that those kind of comments with the football, uh, facility. And that was something that we were like last in, in terms of conference. Um, and without completely tearing down the baseball, Sam, this was the next step. And it was to definitely 
directly benefit the, the student athletes. So I'm excited about it. Like, no, I will never see it unless we get like inside tours or something. Is there, is there opening it? But like, I'm all, I'm all for it, man. I'm excited. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I think it's, it's been, I don't want to say neglected, but it's, it's kind of been not at the top of the list recently. Uh, the baseball facilities, at least what they're working on here. I mean, I think the field is top notch and I know they've done a lot of work on the stands. I think there's still more to be done there that could even change how, you know, the landscape of the campus around there. But, um, I'm sure that was discussed a little bit in a few meetings that Tim Tadlock may have had with Kirby Hokut recently. Uh, they may have met a few times just over the last couple of days. Not for sure why. Probably just to get a cup of coffee uh, or something. But not one, in plain one thing, view, though. Yeah, <laughs> something I, uh, I I liked about this in this release. Tim Tadlock is quoted with, I mean, like a full paragraph. Uh, talking about this, you know, the first class facilities and everything. And one thing he just kind of threw in there after talking about it and uh, bringing up a couple other things like the sports performance center and the Marsha Sharp academic center and cash family sports nutrition center. Right after that, he said the commitment on the side of an 18 year old and his family to our staff and university is something we will not take for granted. And that speaks a lot to his character. And I think that he, fully believes that that he's taking care of you know he's taking care of these parents kids even though they're not technically kids anymore it's still a very important part of his job and what he does and he sees like cam warren does the importance of this type of uh upgrade and what this can do and who this can bring in to help you win ball games man i really like that that's just uh that's that's really good Good philosophy. I'm sure. I'm sure he's not the first person to say it, but I think it's the first I've heard it. Thinking back on all that, all the success you've had as a program, and I, I wouldn't say the facilities have, have been a hindrance, but like almost in spite of not having the biggest sure. and best facilities. Sure, it's like man, like I mean, it can't help. Sorry, it can't hurt recruiting to improve these facilities. Like, I I want to see. What else Tim Tadlock and, and J. Bob Thomas are able to do uh, on, on the recruiting trail? They're like, now we've got state-of-the-art facilities for you guys. Whether you're hanging out, getting ready for a game, or going to practice, you know, the baseball field is in great shape and eventually probably on, on the plan somewhere. But, man, the, the player side of all that, really needed a facelift and uh, it's on the way. They said they, they've raised 8 million of the 12 and a half already. Yeah. And silently they said, or that's kind of how they worded it. It's kind of been going on for a while, obviously. And that construction will start when they wrap it up. I'm sure they're like, Hey, we're getting close. Let's go ahead and announce this and see if we can get some public support of all this kind of stuff. I know um, it's a good time of year to, t- to do that too. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're about to, about to start the, start, about to start some postseason play. You're excited yes. about baseball. You got Open a couple mil book. laying around. Just yeah, man. Write us a check. Speaking of writing checks, Michael, Ooh. Oprah Winfrey giving out lifetime contracts. You get one and you get one. <laughs> now, unfortunately, Chris Beard turned his down. Screw him. Tim Tadlock, <laughs> however, is like, sign me up, baby. Texas Tech and 
Tim Tadlock reach an agreement for a rolling seven-year contract that is expected to make him top five paid baseball coach in the country. You. And it was very, he was very publicly courted by Texas A&M. They fired their head coach on Sunday and even leading up to it, everybody's like, Hey, when this happens, they're going to go hard after Tadlock. Um, Skuvenek in this article, he quotes and says, Kirby shared with me that A&M had reached out to inform him, I guess as a matter of courtesy of their intense interest in coach Tadlock. We responded to those overtures. Kirby had begun discussions with coach several weeks ago, and it was just unacceptable to us that we would lose the best coach in the state of Texas. Now we don't have figures yet because the board of regents hasn't met to officially confirm it, but we know that Texas A&M was going to offer him 1.2 million per year. And he turned that down. Oh, and, and I forgot to tell you, um, we, or I forgot to tell the listeners, we actually have a co- a quote from coach Tadlock mm. regarding this. Hang on just a second. So in the past few years, as you're looking that up, coach Tadlock has turned down both the university of Texas and Texas A&M. And I'm yes. here for it. And that's, that's what this quote is. Hang on. Awesome. Well, Spencer, I just wanted to say that <laughs> I really, uh, you know, the main thing with all this is I, I got with Kirby and I just got tired of UT and A&M calling me all the time because I've got baseball to coach and I've got fishing holes to get to. And I know Co- College Station has better fishing holes than out here, but uh, I, I decided to stay here because I am a Red Raider. So I've, that was spot on exclusive exclusive quote from Tim Tadlock there. Just, uh, we were, we were glad to grab that. Yeah. Well, there you have it. 23 personnel exclusive interview with head coach, Tim Tadlock. <laughs> so but I, I really wonder if part of that's like, Kirby, can you, can you just get these guys off my back? Let's just, <laughs> let's just sign a deal. Cause it was, I looked into it. It was 2016 when um, UT came calling and there was that tweet and actually Keith retweeted it with Red Raider dugout. And, and so I saw it there as well, but I had a, a friend of mine who, who's an Aggie who I've talked about, I think on the show here and there, he emailed me that day and he was, even as an Aggie, he was going, okay, this isn't really happening. Is it? He was like, this is, this would be great. I would love to have him here, but you know, talk to me. Is this, is this even close to happening? I don't see it. And I, nah. and I told him, I was like, no, <laughs> it's, I don't think so. I'd be very surprised. I said, I was wrong, you know, not so long ago on a coach leaving, but, um, I, I don't think I would be wrong on that one. Yeah. So the, the regular season wrapped up this past weekend, Texas tech defeated Kansas two games of three big 12 announced uh, they're all Big 12 teams, player of the year, and none other than Jace Young takes home Big 12 player of the year. Yes. You know the it last feels nice to not feel snubbed, doesn't it? <laughs> Do you know who the last player of the year was before Jace Young? Josh Ooh. Young. Oh, well, that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> Josh Young was Big 12 player of the year in 2019. There was not a tw- a player of the year in 2020. And now this makes um 
a the fourth Red Raider in the past five years that the award has been given that has been Big 12 Player of the Year. Eric Gutierrez in 2016, Hunter Hargrove in 2017, Josh Young 2019, and now Jace Young in 2021. First team honors include shortstop Cal Conley, second base Jace Young, and left fielder Drew Baker. Second team Braxton Fulford and Micah Dallas. Honorable mention Patrick Monteverdi and Ryan Sublette. Can't help but feel a little bad for Monteverdi. His last few weeks really hurt um, his chances to be higher than honorable mention. Agree. I mean, he he started out so hot. Uh, even in Big Twelve play, was was holding his own pretty well. But yeah, like you said, those these last three series or so have really uh, not been his best. So yeah, so we I mentioned Texas Tech takes two of three from Kansas, lose on Thursday Monteverdi's game, uh, and then win Friday and Saturday. That puts them up in really good position if you look at the rankings number five according to baseball no d1 baseball number five for baseball america and the national college baseball writers association as well as collegiate baseball the ap coaches poll has them at eight rpi has them at eight d1 baseball uh, as of yesterday has tech as the number eight seed as well um there are some ongoing games. Obviously, this weekend is going to definitely play into that. But across the country, Keith pointed out that one of the teams that need to do really well that may put Tech's national seed in jeopardy is East Carolina. And they were getting thumped by Memphis. Hmm. hmm. So, so we need to root for the Pirates here? No, no, no. We need to root for the Tigers. Okay. We need need East Carolina to lose. All right. Um, So the seeding, we mentioned a couple weeks ago, Texas Tech was in that that group of 20 finalists to be considered for hosting regionals and possibly super regionals. Final seeding will be announced Monday, Memorial Day at noon. So you need to do well in the Big 12 tournament this week and this weekend to solidify your resume because you're right there on the edge, man. Um, other Big 12 teams, I think you probably get the nod over TCU who's been slipping. They've lost their last three series. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas was able to jump up and uh, tie them in the Big 12 regular season. And so they shared the, the regular season conference title. And while they are tied in record, the Longhorns hold the series tiebreaker. So they got the number one seed in the tournament this weekend. Thursday, you lose to Kansas four to seven. I feel like there's one of these games almost every weekend. You're like, what is happening? Yes. Which has me worried. Because it's typically been that first game, like going back to even like Baylor and TCU, like you lose these Friday night games. Oh, you, Oh, you. Yeah. Um, It's just like, you you can't go into a tournament, whether it's big 12 or a 
a regional or a super regional and then Kansas lose State. that. We lose. lost the first game of that one too. I think we lost a series of Kansas State, didn't we? Oh, that's a good point. We did. Um, you, you can't go into these little, these tournaments and lose that first game because then it puts you needing to win a whole bunch more. Like, if you were to lose tomorrow and drop into the loser's bracket at the Big 12 tournament, like you've got several extra games on your schedule to make it even to the championship game than if you were to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but Thursday night, you lost four to seven, seven to four to Kansas. Uh, Ryan Sublet takes the loss. Um, and it was that five run seventh inning that did you in. It was three nothing after one Texas Tech had the lead um, and then scoreless until the top of the seventh when you gave up five. You got one back in the bottom of the eighth and then gave up two more in the top of the ninth. So going into the ninth, it was a five four game. And you gave yep. up two. Um, Patrick Monteverdi got the start. And here's the thing like, I mentioned like some of these losses have been Monteverdi's games. This was not on Monteverdi. He went six and a third, gave up six hits, two runs. None of them were earned 10 strikeouts uh, on a hundred pitches. Sublet comes in, goes an inning and two thirds, two hits, three runs, two walks, three strikeouts. Divine comes in for two thirds of an inning, gives up two hits, two runs. Both of those were earned. And then one third of an inning for Derek Bridges to finish it out. You know what's disgusting to look at in this box score, Michael? Mm. Kansas scored seven runs. Only two were earned. Ooh. Yeah, that really hurts. On two walks. Like you had two walks the entire game. 14 strikeouts. This is a game you should have blown the doors off of them. With that kind of pitching line. Um. Oh, I did want to make a correction. I was completely wrong on Kansas State. Tech won 17 to 1. That's what it was. Against Kansas State. And then they just completely fell off the wagon the last two games. They lost 2 7 and lost 4 10. Oof. So, my bad. That was the complete opposite of what we were talking about, the Kansas State series. So, for those of you who didn't turn it off right after I said that, Hopefully I've redeemed myself somewhat. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks. Um, Thanks. (laughs) Texas Tech on on Friday night, Friday afternoon, bounces back in a big way versus Kansas. 13 to four. um, Four runs in the first, two in the second, three in the fourth, four in the fifth. Um, And then you give up two runs in the first and the eighth. Micah Dallas gets the start and the win. He goes a full six innings. Five hits, two runs, none of them are earned. Six strikeouts. Levi Wells comes in, throws two more innings, three hits, two runs. Both of those were earned and three strikeouts. Chase Webster, one inning, um, one walk, one strikeout. Whereas their starting pitcher, Davis, he only went one inning Dude gave up three hits, six runs, four of those earned five walks. Texas Tech set their, I think it was program, or they either set it or tied it in terms of walks earned in a game at 17. 
had 17 walks on Friday. And Kansas threw out seven pitchers. Yeah, their um, their box score for players that participate is quite a bit Ooh. longer than Texas Tech's. <laughs> um, five walks from their starter, five more from the the first reliever Vanderhigh, uh, two from Washalewski, two to Hewlett, three to Sotomayor. Uh, only struck out twice, two strikeouts, seventeen walks. You scored thirteen runs, nine of them earned. So like. You, you got guys on, you got them over. Uh, but what's funny is 13 runs on 10 hits because <laughs> you got all those guys on base. Yeah. For free, basically. And then you win this series, close it out on Saturday, 5 nothing. behind a, I wouldn't say surprise, but a um, unexpected starter in Chase Hampton. Um. Was he went six innings? He was perfect through the first five. Uh, six innings gives up only two hits, no runs, one walk, seven strikeouts. Uh, when 78 pitches, Derek Bridges comes in for one third of an inning. He faced one batter through three pitches. Connor Queen comes in for one and two thirds, zeros. He faced four batters, 13 pitches. He got five outs on 13 pitches. And then Brendan Gurton came in to close it out. One inning, one hit, one strikeout. You gave up three hits on the day uh, and you shut them out. Whereas their combined pitching combined, their starting pitching, sorry, combined for eight hits, five runs, five earned, six walks, six strikeouts. Well, and that shutout paired with a relatively low performance offensively versus the day before that game was over in two hours and 13 minutes. That was one that I I remember just, I I was kind of busy taking care of some stuff and you know, about one 30, I turned it on. I thought, I wonder what the, how the game is. And it's like, we're in the top of the seventh or the bottom of the seventh or whatever it was. Like what? Yeah. You're like, wait, hang on a second. Did it, it was a schedule change and it started earlier. But. Yeah, yeah. I thought that did they start at 11 and I missed it. Maybe there's weather coming or, or Kansas needs to leave. Anyway. Yeah. They, um, they shut them down and they got, they got the heck out of there by two 30. The thing I've, I've really enjoyed seeing or that, that gets me a little excited is Nate Romback coming back. That bat. Rom blast. <laughs> like almost on cue. Um, friend of the show, Rob bro put in the call for a ROM blast and like minutes later crushes one. He has predicted a few over the season. Um, he hasn't done that in a long time and I'm pretty sure the last couple of times he did some magic happened. Yeah. I just love to see it. Uh, Morel scored in the first, no, sorry, he singled to center, uh, to knock in a run in the first Conley homered in the fourth Romback homered in the fourth to score two runs there. And then Romback singled in the eighth to knock in Marshock to get your five runs. Um, so like I said, Hampton was the unexpected start, at least for, for most people, because you're thinking of your three guys, Patrick Montevergne, Micah Dallas, and Mason Montgomery. Montgomery gets the, um, the rest with the expectation that he will go first tomorrow. I haven't seen the starting lineup for tomorrow. Probably out there that says he's going to start for you. Um, because it would be short rest for everybody else had he pitched on Saturday. 
mm-hmm. you kept the normal rotation. But the start you got from Hampton gives you quite a bit of confidence. You're like, wow. So if if we need a fourth starting pitcher, like the the lack of midweek games probably hid what Hampton could have given you this year. Mm-hmm. Um, like he may have been your fourth pitcher, but your your midweek starter. Um, but having a, a guy that can go like like what he did, yes, it was against Kansas, but having a fourth starter available that can do that can really help out. Um, it's unlikely you'll see a team like Michigan that rolls out with basically two starting pitchers um, and they just get the luck of like they start, they stay on the winning side of the bracket when you face them in Omaha that like they were able to bounce back and forth between those two guys because it just sets up nicely if you continue to win. Right. You get the break, uh, you get the rest, but having that fourth guy one allows you to get Mason Montgomery um, probable starter tomorrow in Bricktown and then get you back in your rotation, Monteverdi, Dallas and Hampton sets you up nicely for the tournament, which we'll talk about in just a minute. But Michael, did you know this week has tons of sports action? As the MLB it does MLB playoffs, man, NBA and NHL are in full swing. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your, all your sporting needs, including them, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sports news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs in or to the playoffs bet online, your online sports book experts. Spencer, you work hard and play hard. I do. So, so what you should do is you should treat yourself stock up for summer barbecues with Kansas city steak company. Mm-hmm. Visit kansascitysteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD. That's SD for sports drink at checkout. Visit classics or from classic steak cuts to USDA prime to American style Kobe, hard to find specialty cuts and more. Kansas city steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it so easy. Each order from Kansas city steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with family while enjoying steakhouse quality meals from Kansas city steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon, Kansas City Strips, Juicy Steak Burgers, All Beef Jumbo Hot Dogs, and even Complete Meal Combos. Bring the steakhouse to your house this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com match just go to indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? 
or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. All right, man, let's talk the Big 12 tournament. Give you a little more preview. TCU, man, they lost their number one seed. In dramatic and heartbreaking fashion, if you're a Horn Frog fan, they had meltdown for the ages against Kansas State on Saturday night, their third game of the series. They went into that top of the ninth up four runs, eight to four. Those four runs for Kansas State were scored in the first inning. So they had gone eight, seven scoreless innings between that and the ninth. But oh no, Kansas State was like, you know what? I want to score some runs here. And they scored seven all on the same pitcher. Yes, I wanted to read you some stats. Please. Okay. The poor starting pitcher, Johnny Ray for TCU. (laughs) Johnny Ray. He faced four batters. (laughs) That's it? Four? Yes. He faced four batters. He allowed four hits. 
four runs, all of them earned. So he faced four batters. Two of them were home runs, and one was a uh, oh a double or a two RBI homer. So um, he goes out after facing four batters, and TCU's down 4-0. It's not the Charles, way you want your starter to go. No. And Charles King comes in, does some work, pitches eight full innings, allows five mm. hits, no runs, no walks, nine strikes out, nine strikeouts. I mean, I'd be pissed if I was him. <laughs> he, he comes in, he, throws eight inning and like that kind of performance only to get blown up the team to get he, blown up in the ninth. I know. And all, all this on a hundred pitches, uh, he faced 29 batters. Which is just, yeah, like just a few over the minimum for that. Like you said, he gave what, five runs? Or sorry, five hits? Five hits. Over eight innings, though? Dang. Yes. That last at bat, though? Oh, wait. Go ahead. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Then uh, Halen Green comes in. He gets the L. Oh, no. (laughs) He single-handedly. What did Mr. Green do? He faced nine batters. Allowed seven hits, seven runs, mm. all of them earned. Why, like, Schlossnagel, why did you leave him in? And the only reason it was two-thirds of an inning was because they ended it, I don't know if you realize this, on a walk-off three-run homer. Oh. That was how the game ended. <laughs> because it was, you know, they had to keep playing. It was tied. So this this cat, Ceballos, comes up to the plate. It's tied 8-8. There's two guys on base. He homers to left field. And he and Kokoska and Phillips scored. And that's the ball game. Yeah, that's... Oh, oh you hate to see it. You just hate to see it. Oh, <laughs> uh, and and like, like we mentioned earlier, capped off their third series loss in a row to finish the season. And then, I mean, I, I think you already touched on it because of this, because of this game and specifically this half inning, they lost their first place, you know, the, the big 12 title as far as, you know, winning the regular season outright. They have to share it with Texas and they lost yep. the number one seed to Texas, which yep. obviously they would have the, the, the easier path to the championship game. Um, and what's really oh. interesting to me, Michael, mm. they play TCU in the first round of the tournament. Or Kansas State, you mean? Kansas State and TCU play each other in the oh, first yeah. round of the tournament. So you're like, does Kansas State do it again or does TCU exact some revenge here? Yeah, they're going to play their fourth game in <laughs> like five days, what, six days or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So if you're unfamiliar, I'm, I'm sure you are if you, you listen to any kind of sports, but it's a double elimination tournament. You lose, I mean, except for the playing game, that's single elimination. So Kansas is done. Right. Um, but he, from here on out, you have to lose twice to be gone. Uh, two and Q, as they say, two and barbecue. Um, the Texas Tech side of the bracket, I, I'm trying to figure out if, if I like these matchups better than the other side or not. So as the three seed, you play six seed Baylor, and then you've got TCU Kansas State also on your side of the bracket. Acknowledging that you lost a game 
in really dumb fashion against all three of those teams. <laughs> At least one. At least one. Uh, I mean, you lost series, I think, to both Baylor and Kansas State. At least in Kansas State. Yes. You lost a dumb game to Baylor, and you lost a really embarrassing game to, to TCU on a Friday night where you gave up like 10 runs in the first. Um, the other side of the bracket, Texas, um, probably would have to face Ty Madden in game one. Well, you wouldn't face Texas in game one because they get the, the play-in winner. Um, but the other side of the bracket is Texas, West Virginia now, and then Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. I don't think you matched up very well versus Oklahoma State. And I don't, I mean, it was kind of fun to beat up on Oklahoma. The odds would say that's not going to happen a sixth a fifth time, a fifth time, <laughs> whatever. Like you lost that one dumb game up, up in Norman. And the rest of the weekend and the the Tuesday midweek game in Amarillo uh, went how you expected. But I think I like our side of the bracket better for matchups. Uh, we did I kinda, hear. I kind of think so too. Did hear Baylor's limping into this thing. They're missing a couple guys, whether it's to injury or COVID protocols, um, like big time starters for them. You get them first up before they can figure out how to replace that productivity. TCU, Kansas state, like not really not sure how that's going to go. Um, but you, you way more interesting than it was a week ago <laughs> with the way that you pitched Kansas. Um, and went with chase Hampton, your fourth starter in your third game. Um, to save Montgomery for game one, potentially to get Monteverdi, your ace in game two. I kind of like how it sets up for you to go two and O and kind of take the, the lead in that side of the bracket. Cause you do that and then you're off until Friday morning. Like you don't play at all on Thursday while the other guys are battling and beating each other up. Like, no, you would play Thursday. You play Wednesday and then no, Thursday right, you right. play and then you'd be off Friday and then play Saturday. But if you're on the loser side of that bracket, you'd have to play twice on Friday. Right. That's what it is. I think so. And then as long as you, you know, can continue to take care of business, then you'll face the winner of the other bracket in the championship series. Biggest thing though, I mean, the big 12 tournament would be great to win. You need to do well to kind of solidify your resume to be a national seed to host a regional and super regional at Dan Law Field. I'm oh I'm I'm a little I was looking into the Big Twelve tournament. I was like that would be a really like I actually thought this year. I was like I don't know why, but I want to go up there and go watch a game or go watch mini games. I was like, I can't leave Samantha and two kids and just run up to <laughs> Oklahoma City and watch baseball that may get rained out all week because the weather up there looks like it's going to suck. But one of these times, man, I want to go to the Big Twelve tournament and I want to go up to Omaha. Oh, you've got it. You've got to. It's got to happen. I think part of that that lure is just having been to pretty much zero sporting events this year because that's where I'm at too. I was, uh, I really wanted to go to the Kansas series and it just did not work out because I hadn't been to a baseball game all year. And so now I'm, I'm bugging Keith about how difficult it's going to be to get tickets to the regional. Hopefully I can watch at least one of those games, but 
I don't know. There's something about I've, I've got the itch now. I haven't gone to a sporting event in a, over a year, so I'm just kind of I'm kind of on edge. Well, we'll find out Monday if we Texas Tech is hosting anything past or anything. Now that you've wrapped up the Kansas series, your regular season. So Kansas, not Kansas, Monday. <laughs> don't know why I said Kansas instead of Monday. Monday, Memorial Day, noon. You'll get to hear your fate as it is for hosting. High noon. You All were, right. Can we talk about some basketball, man? Yeah, let's do it. There's a little bit. There's a little bit of basketball. All right, let's do it. Here comes Stevenson. Spins. The shot clock is at three. Mooney spins, fires. Oh, he got it to go. Edwards with a three. Good. What a shot, Kyler Edwards. Ready, double into three. Good. Who puts it down? Already. Odiasi. Throw pars it in. Shot clock down to five. Got the screen. Here's a three. So first up, one of the players we talked about last week as a potential transfer target is heading to the NBA. Yeah, NBA that one didn't work out. Uh, EJ Onu is not coming to Tech. It looked like Tech was interested in him and, and visiting with him. But uh, yeah, he's, uh, I would say he's probably ready for the NBA <laughs> based off the one 60 second video I watched. I was pretty impressed with the guy. Yeah. Well, he's going professional. We did professional professional head to the NBA, the NBA draft did pick up. Finally, your first big man of the recruiting. Ooh, yes. Arizona center, Daniel Bacho. And he signed at this point. 6'11", 250. Yes. Big dude. Um, unfortunately, though, you haven't seen him play. Like, he's played one season over the past three years, essentially. He missed out last year and then 18-19 with an injury. Yeah. Uh, obviously, something you think about in an issue, but... According to everything that's been reported, uh, in, including uh, Arizona head coach Sean Miller, he was interviewed about him, saying that he's aggressive, he's a very good defensive rebounder, uh, adept at FIBA basketball or pick and roll and playing up and down, being able to fend pick and rolls. Those are things he's been doing for a number of years. And I did see uh, you know, the highlights of him. He can move. Have you seen this kid run? Yeah, he's a big dude and a big dude that he's can move. He's flying down the court. <laughs> someone had a, it was, it was interesting. Uh, not too long ago, someone had 
some random footage of Wilt Chamberlain in the NBA. And it was kind of the same thing. And it was mostly on fast break stuff. And Chamberlain is just, I mean, it doesn't, you look at him and you think there's no way he's moving that fast, but he is just lapping people. He is flying by people. And I kind of got the, I know, let's not compare him to Wilt Chamberlain. (laughs) I don't mean to do that, but just kind of the same vibe. He just, it looks like, oh, wow, he's really moving. The next thing you know, he's at the basket. Oh my gosh. He's there. Yeah. So the he just I'm, shows up. I'm rewatching that that little highlight video that's on the post from Staking the Plains. And it does have that ear like eerily similar to that video I saw of Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> yeah. With dude with like like a it's like take seven strides and, and he's, he's across he's from, half court. You know, free throw line to free throw line. Uh and with those big strides, like he's he's taking big quick steps. He's like, Ooh. that dude's moving. Um He is. So he's originally from France. Uh I wonder if there is, I mean, I, I I don't think it's like, hey, we have a, a, a French person player on our team. You should come play. But like, there's got to be some level of comfort and familiarity there being able to, like, hey, I've, I, we have something in common with somebody already on the roster and Clarence Nadolny. Um, you mentioned he played, had some FIBA experience, uh, played in the next generation tournament in Belgrade in February 2020, averaged almost 15 points. 11.3 rebounds and two block shots while shooting nearly 70% inside the arc. Well, in this, this, uh, you know, this highlight video, of course, like we always say our normal disclaimer, it's a highlight video. He is drawing so much contact. I, I think almost every time he's drawing so much contact and he's, he's strong, he's powering through it. He's getting the shot off. A lot of times he's making it or if he misses, he gets his own rebound and then makes it, uh, you know, that one, sh- that, that one replay of him where he was flying down the court and got the basket. He was hammered. He was absolutely hammered, uh, underneath the basket and they didn't call a thing. And he, you know, he made the shot and just ran back down the court. So he, that was, I think he's going to be tough too. I, um, you know, him staying healthy, of course, is one of those kind of gambles you take and, and you just hope for his sake and everything that he's able to, but. I'm I'm pretty pleased with this, you know. I I feel like if we've got Bacho on the bench coming in to release Santos Silva every now and then, and of course, you know, they can they can mess around with you know, putting Agbo as the at the five or you know, maybe even Calhoun a little bit. I don't know about that. Maybe maybe McCullough or something at the five here and there, but I I feel so much better now. Just just having one dedicated big man that can learn Santos Silva's position in and out and, and come in and, and just do what he does. I want one more. That's Oh, I would love, I would love one more, but right now I'm, I'm thinking a, if we don't get another one, you can, I'm, I'm off the ledge. <laughs> I'm off well, the ledge as, here. If you don't get another one, I'd be, I, I might be okay with it. As long as Bacho still plays a ton because sure. you, you, you've had big guys on the roster that played two minutes. Maybe yeah. here and there and, and big Russ and Vlad and, um, on Digo on Digo. Who else was a guy that, that transferred is doing really well now at Buffalo. Oh man. If yes, I can picture his, his player yes. photo at Buffalo. Cause I looked him up. He, uh, yes. Mbala. He, he had a great year. Mbala. Yes. He Anyways. Had a fantastic year. 
you've had guys with some size you just, you never played them. Um, so Batcher, like he doesn't look like this doesn't feel like a Putnam science Academy reach here. Like, uh, we're going to take a project at a big man. They're like, he's played and, um, you know, was at Arizona sat out last year with, with COVID stuff has some professional, we're not professional, but high level experience overseas. Who's not coming in so much as a project, but you still a little nervous with that, that injury history. Um, sure. You want to see him do well though. And then I guess sad news, mm. sad news bears, Avery Brinson entering the transfer portal. That was a moment of silence. Yeah. Has, has he announced he's going to, to, to Texas yet? <laughs> Cause it feels like that's what he's going to do because he's, he's done that basically everywhere else and followed Chris beard. I wonder, did he even, did he even uh, put his deposit down on an apartment in Vegas? Or I wonder how that one went. I'm not even sure. Yeah, that may not have, he may not have gotten that far. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's been no tweet since May 20th, which was the day he announced it. Uh, and he, I say he went into, I think I put in the notes, he went to the transfer portal, but who knows? He says he's exploring the options for the next chapter of his life. So I know he just got engaged. Who knows if he'll even go play ball somewhere? I, I don't know. Could, wouldn't surprise me either way if he just kind of walked away. Who knows what, what Benson would do? He's, he's kind of got his own thought process there, and he may be done with basketball, at least as a player. Don't know. Be interested to see. I, I hope he keeps us updated. I mean, I'm, I would like to know where he goes. I ain't going to follow him. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You're not um, going to, you're not going to be out there with your, with your sign. No. Okay. Pink Raider over there. <laughs> you mean like you would go and cheer him on if he was playing for the Longhorns? <laughs> um, no, no, I wouldn't. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Just still hurts. It still hurts to think about. Hey, that guy in Austin's recruiting against tech every day, every day as he it's every time he breathes and opens his mouth, he's recruiting against tech. Yeah. Oh, it sucks. Makes me so <laughs> mad. <laughs> I hate it. All right. With, with that, you want to change gears and finish up with what we learned? Uh, yes. All right, let's do it. What do we learn Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. All right. So I was mentioning to Michael before we started recording, um, I'm getting closer to converting a part piece of my, my lawn to garden. Uh, I, I scalped my, I would say four inch grass, but like it had been about a week since I mowed and with all the rain, it was like 12 inches or longer. It was like a hay field back there. And it's maybe, it's maybe, um, 120 square feet, right? It's not very big. It's at least 12 feet long because that's, that's the length of the shed. And it may be 10 feet between the shed and the house. Um, it took a good 30, 40 minutes to mow that 120 square feet to get it down. Cause it was like, it took several passes and I had to stop and 
had to take a call for work. This was like during the middle of the day too. Um, hope nobody's listening to my work. <laughs> um, I took a call. I had, I, I had to let the grass dry out. Cause I like that far down, it was still pretty wet. So it was like clumping all that kind of stuff. I was like, I'll just, I'll just leave it exposed and let it dry. And, um, I've got one of those large outdoor style, like trash cans filled it with grass clippings, basically from that section alone. Um, trying actually to, to find out if I want to do my own composting, get a little compost turner. You just keep adding. You just um, going to have your own farmer's market back there before I know it. The other thing that it's allowed me to do is, you know, I've, I've talked about trying to get into golf and I've been practicing the backyard. I've, I've got a net. I've got this little mat I put down to hit off of so I'm not tearing a bunch of divots in my backyard. Um, but I've noticed when I go to the range, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. Like I'm a whole lot worse than I am in the backyard. I'm, I'm terrible. Like learning the game of golf anyways. It's not, let's not, let's be honest here. I like the, uh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that was a comparison to you in the backyard. I just thought that was just a full stop end of sentence. No, no, no. <laughs> um, and I was thinking is like maybe some of the things that I'm seeing at the range where I'm, 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 ta- I'm hitting the ball terribly is because the practice I'm getting the ball is sitting on top of this mat, which is on top of tall grass in my backyard. I'm able to get deeper into the grass because of my size and weight and it's mm-hmm. grass where this little 18 by 24 piece of turf like is sitting on top of the grass. Um, so there's a good three, four inch difference between that when I go to the range and hit it off the mat there. So I was like, Hey, I'm basically getting down to bare dirt out here. And I was, I was out there hitting some balls tonight maybe 10 minutes and I came outside. I was like, that was a mistake because of the high humidity. It's taken me a while to cool off. Anyways, getting close. I'm taking advantage of not having a lot of tall grass there. The, the plants probably close to being ready to be transplanted. I, I, I did a big transplant from the small pots to the medium sized pots this weekend. Mm. Got a lot of tomato plants going. I've got at least two of the four peppers I'm growing jalapeno, Hungarian, cayenne, and habanero. All four of those are rocking along. So I'm going to need to go get a tiller here pretty soon. Get some rose. It just keeps keeps going. Well, I'm not going to get a tiller. I'm going to rent a tiller. Oh, man. Um, But the other thing I want to talk about, Little League update, because, you know, everybody's favorite Little League team, Lubbock Cooper Coach Pitch Dodgers. (laughs) <laughs> qualified for the city tournament by making the top four of the, of our division. So yes. And we're going, we have a, we have a info meeting tomorrow night, Wednesday night. I get to figure out our, uh, our bracket and our schedule had practice tonight. We'll have practice again tomorrow. I'll have to actually leave practice early. Go to that meeting. Um, and I told the guys like, like we were really excited when we found out we made it. Cause it was like Saturday evening. They're like, Hey, based on your record and tiebreakers, you guys are fourth place. You want to go to the tournament? That's I was fantastic. like, yes, sir. So we made it to fourth place after all of the tribulation we face this season. The funny thing to me, the coach, the team we lost to last week, uh, cause had we won against the blue Jays two weeks ago, uh, there wouldn't have been like any tiebreakers or whatever. Like we would have been like, we would have finished fourth place 
hands down. And then nobody else would have been tied with us. Um, but we lost. And the next day for the all-star coaches meeting, she was like, came in chirping like, ah, we won our second game. We're getting closer. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, lady, shut up. <laughs> I remember that. You didn't win the game. We lost the game. We lost. Yeah, that's different. And she was, she was trash talking the coach. She's going to play next. She lost to them. <sighs> she lost. That team lost. Uh, so she finished tied for last. Which doesn't help me at all because I'm, I'm still salty that we lost. But anyways, going to the city tournament, I'm kind of excited to see uh, the level of play in coach pitch division across the city. See if like, was Cooper just really good? Um, were we like middle of the road? Was actually like other teams better? We'll see. When does the tournament start? Is it this first game or? is uh, early as Tuesday the 1st. Okay. So a week from okay. tonight. So y'all have got pretty much a full week. And then of course the holiday itself to yeah. kind of prepare. And well, so we were looking to, to get the practices scheduled. Uh, we've got three kids on our team that all made the same all-star team. So I was like, well, we can't practice when they're practicing. Cause they're going to go to that. And f- obviously because the all-star team can go f- like past city. They can go to regionals and sectionals right. and district and all that kind of stuff. Whereas like we won't go past city. We can't go past the city. So they, they have a chance to go much further into a postseason. So they get um, right of way, basically. Yeah, like, yeah they get. When, when they have practice, we're not going to practice. Uh, so basically Tuesday and Wednesday were the best nights for the majority of the team to get together. And then we'll, we'll, we'll have a, um, we'll get the schedule. And if we have time to get in another practice in next week, we will. If not, we're playing games, man. So right on. Cheer for uh, the Lubbock Cooper for the Dodgers. Lubbock Cooper coach pitch Dodgers. The other thing I I know I've said it many times now, but so many teams in our, our our division, uh, our uniforms were blue. It was like, it was the blue team versus the blue team. And I've decided if if we're going to do this again, I've narrowed it down to three teams, the giants. Oh, the Orioles, their color scheme. Okay. Sorry. What did you, what was the second one you said? the, The Orioles. They're black yep. and orange where the giants yep. isn't the orange or like the white socks just go like black and white. Can you get pinstripes involved? <laughs> Probably not, <laughs> but to get some, some variety because so many baseball teams like it, it and it's not even just like the popular teams, right? Like there's so many of them feature blue. Yes. Yes. Um, there, and, there's a ton of blue. And I say that and like, so in our division, we had the Rockies they were all black this year with like purple lettering. The reds were red jerseys, black pants. Marlins, I think wore all black, but then it was like the Dodgers, the Braves, the Red Sox, the Astros, the Blue Jays, the Rangers, the Mets. Like these are all like, they don't have surprised. The Braves had as much blue. So their jerseys were like the Navy version Oh, and the Astros okay. were like, they had the Navy version of their Not the orange. Top. Right. Um, blue Jays, Mets, Dodgers. We all wore the same blue, basically. I mean, there are a couple of Navy, but I was like, man, if we're doing this again, we're not doing a blue team. Yeah. I, I think, uh, man, I don't know what it is, but as soon as you said the giants, I just thought that's, that's it. That's the one. That's the one you got to go for. I like it's a solid look, man. You just got to get the, 
Well, see, and I, I, we didn't get to pick the the logos and everything. I just, we just got to make sure that our logo is Giants and not San Francisco because they do the co-branded thing where like the Dodgers, mm. their logo is the city, like LA. It doesn't have anything to do with Dodgers. So you just have to get the right logo. It says Giants, not San Francisco. Gotcha. Whereas the Orioles, I think always say Orioles or have the, the bird. So I think I've seen the logo on the hats say SF sometimes. Yeah, that's that's why I'm, I was like, I don't, I don't want, I want to say Giants or, I mean, yeah, I, the hats are probably fine, but it's just the jerseys. Anyways, I like orange, um, and it would uh, just not be blue, and I, I like blue, but just we just everybody was blue. There's just so many blues. Yeah, you got you got to be different. You got to stand out. Yeah, like I said, like eight or nine of the fourteen teams in our division were blue jerseys. So, oh. The Royals. We also had the Royals in there this year. Oh, yeah. That powder blue. Which was a different blue, but still. Yeah, that's pretty good. What'd you learn? I learned that I'm not really sure what I would do if I was ever offered a lifetime contract. And I don't know what it would be for. I don't know who it would be with. Uh, Would it be with my current job? Would it be with another job? Uh, would it be product placement? Like anytime I'm in public, I can only wear Massimo t-shirts. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> or I, anytime I'm in, I'm in public, I can only wear Puma tennis shoes or, you know, I, I don't know. I, what, what, what did you, I, I did come up with one thing, but I wanted to see if you, if you had anything that you would remotely consider for a lifetime contract. So it probably would have anything to do with work. Cause I, yeah. I, I feel like a lot of my desires are to continue to progress and to move on and move up. Mm-hmm. Lifetime contract kind of like locks you in. And of course, if, if, you're, if you're considering a lifetime contract, you're probably the head of whatever it is that you're doing. Um, but like, I may sound like a lifetime contract for some kind of sponsorship, like you were saying, whether it's clothing or like a vehicle. I mean, oh. yes, pay me to drive your vehicle. Sure. Um, or just give me the vehicle. Yeah. Like I'd drive a Chevy if it was given to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have never owned a, a Dodge or a Ford, but you bet, you bet your butt if somebody showed up, Hey, Hey, Michael, we really love what you do. Uh, you know, do you, you do a lot of work around town? None of this is true. But if they came there and said that, they would have to come up with some reason to say, you know, we just, uh, we're just really proud to hand you the keys to this brand new F-150 uh, that you'll get. You'll get a new one every, every October. Brand new F-150. <laughs> Whatever color up. you want. Sign me <laughs> Okay. I mean, I don't even, I don't even know if I'd care what it was. Even if it was a car that I don't think I'd be that interested in, I'd probably grow to love it. Oh, you want a convertible three series BMW? Not really, but you're giving me one. Okay. Not free I'll every it, year. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I'll take it. I'm driving around. Okay. So drive around. We're, we're plenty of sun protection and <laughs> drive with top down here and there. You mentioned new F-150. Have you seen the plans or the discussions for the, the electric F-150? Just barely. I know they had the big reveal within the last week. So not really, I've seen more of the discussion of people. Yeah. 
The answer is no. I haven't looked up anything. So, you know what? I just like right off the top, what I appreciate is that from what everything I've seen, despite their destroying the electric Mustang into like a hatchback SUV, oh, the electric called it a, something else. Yeah. The electric F1 is like, that looks like an F 150. It's not the, it's yeah. not the, the Tesla pyramid truck, stupid looking thing. It's not the hundred thousand dollar electric Hummer. Um, it's like, I mean, electric trucks probably have a long way to go. It's not just like a, a Tesla, a little coupe or sedan you can power with batteries, but like it, it looked nice. Yeah, I, I need to I need to look into it because I wanted to. Uh, all I saw was the chatter. Really, I didn't actually see the release or the stats or the details. Another electric. I know we're we've kind of diving off, way here, off here, but, but we're good. But uh, Rivian, Rivian is an is a company that's new, and they are taking orders for electric trucks. There's a few of them floating around the states, not very many, and. All they make right now is, um, I think it's like an R1T and an R1S. They're both on the same chassis and the same platform, but there's a SUV version and there's a truck, pickup truck version. And they're kind of what, I guess they're about like a Tacoma. Like a uh, Colorado almost. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe slightly bigger. I can't get a, a grasp on them. You know, what I read people say is they're kind of almost in between a midsize and a full size. So it's almost like it's, slightly bigger than a Tacoma, but not as big as, you know, a Tundra or, or like the you know, old to style the Toyota family. Yeah. The old style t- Tundras. Yeah. The, those are the T 100s or T 1000s or whatever Toyota first came out with several years ago. That's not bad. Yeah. But it's, it's a neat, I mean, that's a neat truck, but of course, you know, all these are, Ooh. I don't know what the, the, what the lightning is, which how about that name coming around going from like the most gas guzzling, half ton truck they made in the nineties to <laughs> the electric, the, the electric version and lightning. And it just all kind of ties together. Uh, the, the Rivian it's like 80 K. Yeah. So it, like, um, 75 at least, I think the Explorer package is the least expensive. And it says it starts at 67 five. The other two packages they offer start at 75. Yeah. Where the Ford, looks like it starts at just under 40,000. So probably it, in line with what a normal gas F-150 would be. Pretty close. Pretty, pretty close. Comparable. I mean, I know here in Texas you can get you can get some great deals on on some trucks, but not that's lately. that's <laughs> not terrible. Yeah. You know, if you're getting the EcoBoost or you know, a half-ton diesel or something like that, which they're starting to make a little bit more often, at least with the Dodges, you're going to pay oh, about 40. And the Dodge just start. So I, if I were to buy a newish truck, I think I would look at the, the diesel Ram 1500. I, I have looked at those online. I'm with you. I, I really think that's a cool option. And I can't remember if GM has looked into that or not. I, I know they don't have one. Um, but, but Dodge definitely does. And I keep saying Dodge. We both are, but they've dropped it. Dodge no longer exists. Yeah, it's it's Ram. Well, for their trucks and SUVs. Just Ram. <laughs> Ram. But uh, yeah, the, a Ram 1500 with the 
their diesel. That's eco diesel. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> a pretty cool option. <laughs> All right. Um, despite all of our EV discussions, that'll do it for us on the 23 Personal Podcast. We are still a food and sports themed podcast. <laughs> Be sure to catch the Big 12 Baseball Tournament this week. Uh, we'll catch you up next time. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.